0: as health and wellness providers we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own that's why i've started the wellness center creators podcast i'll be bringing you interviews with experts tips tricks secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Let's start off today's show with our sponsor, Jane, an all-in-one practice management software. Jane offers a PCI-compliant solution called Jane Payments that's designed to bring convenience to your day-to-day payments. That means payment options that make for a quick and easy checkout for you and your clients. With Jane Payments, you can save a little time by collecting payment before an appointment with an online booking payment policy or requesting a card on file through an intake form. You can also use the integrated Jane Payments terminal to tap, insert, or swipe credit cards on site, and you'll have the option to store cards on file through the terminal for quicker checkout for future appointments. To see Jane Payments in action, head to jane.app slash payments. Don't forget, listeners can use the code wellness1mo for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Luke Dubois. Welcome, Luke.
1: Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Let's start out with you introducing yourself to our audience. And I always love the question, why did you become a therapist?
1: Oh, yeah. Doesn't it choose us? Isn't that what people say?
0: (laughs) Sure does.
1: (laughs) So yes, my name is Luke Dubois. I'm a licensed clinical mental health therapist, and I'm a certified addictions counselor as well. And why did I choose to be a therapist? Well, I like to think it was divinely inspired. Um, I, I certainly was going a different uh, direction with athletic training and exercise science. And I I got that as my undergrad and working with athletes doing physical therapy and care and prevention. I uh, enjoyed that. But in my internship, I kind of created a program, not just doing some drug and alcohol education awareness program. So, they they allowed me to design a program that wasn't just exercise science and physical based. And I got to really see some of the psychological stuff. So, I went from working with the body physically to then getting my master's in in mental health, social work. So And then I liked it.
0: (laughs) And then he liked it. He stayed. (laughs) Why did you choose substance use as your niche?
1: Well, like a a lot of us with whatever direction we go in the mental health field. There's usually a reason. And there's a reason for me. I, I've been sober since two thousand six and once we get in the recovery world and people helped me and I people helped literally save my life. So I get to help people save their own lives as well. And it's something that's been a, a passion of mine and in some way, shape or form since two thousand seven, two thousand eight I've been I've been working with people with addictions, whether it's primary, secondary, or, or somewhere, usually it's somewhere in there for a lot of people. Mm-hmm.
0: So it looks like you have a pretty holistic, integrative approach to mm-hmm. recovery treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about your practice, kind of how it's set up and what makes it integrative, first of all.
1: Yeah. You know, I've, I've worked in inpatient, intensive outpatient settings. I've helped develop and design programs from the birth of of treatment facilities and writing policies and procedures. And I've done just about everything you can do in the addictions recovery space. So one of the things I've realized after I was a clinical director of an inpatient facility One of the thoughts was, okay, if I don't leave now with my second child on the way, I don't know if I ever will. (laughs) And having, uh, you know, being on call twenty four seven, three sixty five, 365 I got to understand a lot of the inner workings of all aspects of of that type of treatment. And I realized there were some, still some holes missing that I could help fill a void for a lot of people when it comes to therapy and, and integrative therapy. And sometimes, I don't know about you, sometimes I cringe when it comes to integrative, holistic, comprehensive, and percent. There's, so there's so many buzzwords. <laughs> and you know, as my practice as Recovery Collective, and, and it was really important for me to go, well, what does that actually mean? Um, and I can provide experiential therapy, mental health therapy, and, and help with behaviors, but I wanted a practice that truly looks at the whole person with things that even though I would like to do, I don't have that skill set. And I'm sure we'll, we might talk a little bit more what, what that means. But to have an integrative practice, there needs to be a shared vision. So there's myself that came from an athletic training, exercise, science, physical rehab background. So I understand how the body is affected as much as the mind. But having a classical Chinese medicine and an acupuncturist um, that understands the mind and body in a completely different way, yet we still have the same vision. And we still have, in some ways, completely different upbringing and training, the same philosophy with just a different lens. And being able to ride a a Theravada, he pronounces it Titavada Buddhist practitioners from Burma, that is working on mindfulness and meditation in a way that I can't, but yet we still have the same vision. And I wanted to build a practice with other practitioners before I brought on additional therapists because I really wanted that collective approach. And that was really important to me.
0: So what have you seen that's most effective about that when we're talking specifically about addiction? How have you seen the integrative approach be successful?
1: Well, being a a former clinical director, I saw the things that weren't successful just as I saw the things that were successful. And because of that, I've got to identify... What does it really mean to be a holistic treatment, providing services that are truly comprehensive in terms of what does it mean to help this person physically, mentally, emotionally, physiologically, psychologically, socially, spiritually? What does that truly mean? And and a lot of treatment facilities, one, have a finite amount of time because of insurance companies. And... May not be as individualized as they'd like to be because they are a treatment facility in a group practice for 30, 60, 90 days. I don't have those limitations. So I can really dive in in a way that I'm, you know, sometimes I do sessions longer than 50 minutes because it's, I'm not bound to insurance. Um, Because you
0: can. (laughs) Because I can.
1: I've got, I've I've been able to create uh, something that we call the integrative holistic at first, but then we call it now the Accutalk therapy where it's myself and the classical Chinese medicine acupunctures in a session at the same time. And we're doing stuff psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and physically that we couldn't do in separate sessions. And that's been mind-blowing. That's been really fun work. And it's brought stuff up, whether it's trauma work or, or emotional or somatic work that often might take me three, six, nine months in individual therapy that we've noticed it's condensed it down tremendously working together in a session. Now, I've, I've certainly called insurance companies, but they said, yeah, we can't help with that. So, I said, okay, I'll be a private pay practice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, let's talk more about these specialties you've created, addiction mm-hmm. recovery intensive, integrative holistic specialties.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you mentioned you're doing basically two providers in the room with the patient. Yeah. At the same time, so tell us more about how that works.
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll highlight the uh, AcuTalk, the integrative holistic. We we went back and forth on the names, but we realized we've been working together for years with the same client. Whether it's when we both worked at the same treatment facility, and there were things that he was doing in his individual acupuncture Chinese medicine sessions that I was doing in talk therapy, and we thought, why don't we work together in a session? And that's just been the amount of. Energy and awareness from the subconscious to the conscious, and then the the emotional, the psychological, and the physical adjust. You've got two practitioners helping someone of the team. Why not? <laughs> why why not do something yeah. like that? So that's yeah. been that's been wonderful. The other thing that I felt that there was a hole in services. There's a lot of residential treatment. Often it goes levels of care, detox, residential. Um, there's like a partial hospitalization program for substance use and then an intensive outpatient um, but for a lot of people there seems to be a gap between inpatient and an IOP a lot of times that there are practices that you know well I I've, I've been to inpatient 15 times I've been to this intensive outpatient four times I don't feel like I'm getting what I needed so I felt like there was a gap and and I created the addiction recovery intensive where it's uh, myself I meet with them for three sessions a week for an entire month so I do two individual sessions and I do a family session. Now, it's not nine hours a week, but a lot of times clients feel that they're getting more out of this uh, addiction recovery intensive than they would be in, in a group setting. I love group work. I, I do relapse prevention groups and things like that, but it's just a more intensive level of care when they step down from one level of care to an next. Sometimes I have clients that do an IOP and do my addiction recovery intensive. And the beautiful part about the recovery collective is we do the addiction recovery intensive holistic version, where it's they see me three times a week, and then they also see my mindfulness meditation coach, and they also get acupuncture, and that's been phenomenal. It's been a great uh, intensive, what I truly feel holistic practice can be. So,
0: it's beautiful model.
1: Yeah, it's been fun. It, you know, it came like ooh, and then to see some of the quote unquote success and success can be their realizations, them changing their behaviors, them having more insight that they didn't have before, and them potentially staying sober. It's 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 been it's been, yeah, profound for sure.
0: So let's talk about the business side a little bit. Our listeners mm-hmm. are mostly business owners in the mm-hmm. health and wellness space. What would you say makes your practice successful from a business perspective?
1: Mm-hmm. I was okay to grow slow. <laughs> yes. Um and growing slow, it was two things I promised my wife as we had a, our second baby that this wasn't going to be my third baby. It was priority was maintaining, sustaining and being able to do that, yes, give me a, a full-time father role and things like that, but it also gave me the ability to just to see things in my practice and we've just got out of a You know, 2020 COVID boom where, as you know, so many therapists were opening their own businesses and practices. And that's great. It's most of it's wonderful and and of course needed, but growing slow allowed me to not feel like I had to rush and hire another therapist because I was referring people out. It allowed me to see what I wanted for the collective. What was our vision, our mission to make sure I was hiring practitioners that truly understood what I wanted to create and develop together collectively. So growing slow has been wonderful. I didn't have to make actions or reactions on impulse, which was often directly related to fear for me. Um, I got to have a a stronger base and and really help the organic marketing happen, whether it's through other clients or, or being in the field for well over a decade. Um, working with other practitioners and, and, and all, you know, both Virginia, Pennsylvania, Delaware, including my state of Maryland, understand what I was really trying to create allowed for a, a very successful, slowly growing practice. You know, I, it allowed me to go, Oh, I think I need to hire another therapist now. And now I'm talking to a potential chiropractor and, and creating more of a collaboration with other holistic practitioners that has the same philosophy that I do, as opposed to, you know, potentially do other hires. So I, I think it's created the, the slow process has created more, hopefully wisdom through this, through this journey. Absolutely. Yeah. So I answered, Sage I don't know. advice. Yeah. I don't know if I answered all the questions, but that was the first thing that came to my mind for sure.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, and I think that's when we think about listeners who are just starting out Slow growth, organic growth is, yeah. you know, typically going to be the recommendation, mm-hmm. and it can be painful at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might be comparing ourselves to others, but uh, hold mm-hmm. your ground, and and it's really a good way to go in the beginning. Luke, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. I mm-hmm. I hear word on the street is you have your own podcast. I'd love to yeah. hear a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's been fun. We uh we we say we collectively we uh my uh. One of my coworkers, workers Zalmal, who grew up in Burma, he's the uh, Theravada Buddhist practitioner. He he does mindfulness coaching and life coaching. Um, We decided to create a podcast. Uh, It's one way to get more content out. We get to talk about things we're passionate about, and we get to take long-form content and break it down to short forms, and it's free marketing (laughs) when it comes to all the social media platforms, and um, that has been an enjoyable, slow process, but... uh, we talk, it's called a therapist, a Buddhist, in you. So we get the therapist perspective, myself, we get the Buddhist, Zama, and you, whether it's the expert we bring on or you, the listener. And we talk about a third of uh, the episodes are on mental health and or substance use and addiction recovery. About a thir- another third of the episodes is on Buddhist principles and, and that topic. And the other third is uh, anything and everything health and wellness. So it's been a fun passion project and it's been, it's been cool. Like, as you know, it's been cool to see and fascinating to see people all over the world begin to listen to it. And it's done its purpose with spreading kind of our vision and mission to have a collective solution to all things health and wellness. So it's been, it's been fun.
0: Well, it sounds amazing. And you have a giveaway for our listeners. Sounds like. If the Wellness Center Creators listeners mm-hmm. hop on and listen to your podcast, A Therapist, A Buddhist, and You, and leave a review, then mm-hmm. you are going to give them a one-to-one session with your mindfulness meditation coach.
1: Yeah. yeah listen to a couple episodes. And if you're so inspired, uh, leave a review on one of the platforms and uh, send me an email and we'll be glad to... Uh, you'll you'll really enjoy working one-on-one with Zaman. He's He's wonderful
0: well that sounds like an amazing offering thank you so much luke it was a pleasure to chat with you today
1: yes thank you kendall and congratulations on everything you're doing as well
0: thank you so much thanks so much for listening to the wellness center creators podcast i hope you enjoyed the episode please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback. And if you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show anonymously, of course. Thanks so much again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.